just like Abraham walked by faith, Lord, all the great saints, Lord, walked by faith, looking for a city, Lord, who knew that they came, was God. And they went down to the grave, oh Lord, knowing, Lord, that one day it will happen, oh Lord. If we are young, Lord, we are young to live, to com 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 complete it, oh Lord. And they, could, they, they cannot be made perfect Lord, without us, oh Lord. Lord. And we are, Lord, God, to hear, oh Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Yes. And we've come here, Lord Jesus, to become our faith that may, may grow and grow, Lord, and become more like you, oh Lord. You are the vine, we are the branches, oh Lord. And to become like you, oh Lord. Church, oh Lord, to gather ourselves together, Lord, and hear from you, oh Lord, that we may become more and more like you, to build ourselves up in the stature of a perfect man, oh Lord. We pray, Lord, may go with us further, Lord. Bless the song leader, Lord, and the, the, the musicians, Lord. Lord, also pray for the pastor, Lord, and to make anointed, oh Lord, Lord. And his lips, oh Lord, may be anointed, Lord, and we too, Lord, go in our eyes and our ears and our hearts, Lord, may be open, oh Lord. Every Lord, every need that the people have come with us, Lord. You know every heart, oh Lord God. They've come here for a purpose, oh Lord God. They've come here for a meaning, oh Lord. But they don't hear just by chance, oh Lord. We all come here to, to receive you, oh Lord. And Lord, our, by our doings, oh Lord, you will really see them, oh Lord. Help us with the Lord. Let our will be done. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Jesus, we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, just a quick uh, announcement. Uh, next Sunday we'll have Brother George Martin preaching here for us. Amen. Just know that he, uh, I spoke to him. It's been quite some time since he indicated to come this side, but he said finally next Sunday he will be coming this side. Amen. God bless you richly. Now, without waste of time, let us go to Second Kings. Second Kings. Chapter 2. Second mm. Kings, chapter 2, verse 1. If you have found it, you can just say amen. amen. It says, and it came to pass... When the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha, saying unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho, and he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho, almost at Jericho because we are at Jericho Street, and the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee, yea, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they two went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, and smote to the waters. And they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. It came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, 
Let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou hast asked the hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and ran them into two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? When he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. As we turn to the book of Haggai, the chapter will be 2, the verse will be 9. Haggai 2, verse 9. Amen. It says, written in this manner, the, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts, as we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have read the scripture this morning, and praises have gone unto thee, dear God, and worship has been expressed to you this morning, because you are an object of our worship. No other object except you, dear God. And as people, we have read the scripture, because we know it is a very responsible thing that whenever believers gather together, there must be the reading of the word. Because heavens and earth shall pass away, but a word shall never pass away. And I say this morning, believers are here because they are here because they want to prepare themselves for that great appointment with thee in the sky. May each and every one of us that is here, may we not be robbed to be able to prepare ourselves as your word will go forth. May it bring preparation, O God. If there are those that are sick, may they be healed. If there are those that may be demon-possessed, may the demons be cast away, because we believe that demons get cast away by the preaching of the word. I do not believe that the unadulterated word of God can be preached in an environment and demons remain in the same environment, I expect that when the word goes forth, 
even demons must scatter dear God. May you help us to realize the hour in which we are living in. The prophet kept on saying it is a late hour. We can see events around the world. We can see all political events, religious events, economic events. They are pointing to one thing, which is the new world order, which will be a system that will come against the bride. But my prophet said, when that rises up, watch for that third pole. Because this bride shall never be defeated because Michael is with these people. And Lord, we commit every individual here to you, including myself, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, I see Brother Marcus treated you to some good bluegrass music, gospel music. Amen. How many were blessed by the song service? Amen. Uh, I was preparing, but uh, I started moving as well in the office. Amen. Uh, Heaven is going to be a great place. Heaven is going to be a great place. Heaven is going to be a great place. Amen. Uh, I don't know how many. Let me tell you something. There There is nothing, anything that you see of this world that the devil has made beautiful. He actually wants to, he, 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 you can imagine if he, if the devil is a specialist of counterfeit, and you look around the world and you see the beauty that is around the world, the technological advancement, and you know that it's a copycat after something that is genuine, then it makes you wonder how heaven will be like. Uh, hallelujah. So, uh, heaven will be a hundred times better than what we see here. Amen. And the beauty about it is that there won't be any gravesite. There won't be any funeral procession. Hallelujah. There won't be any uh, uh, sorrow that side. There is no need of calendar that side. There is no tomorrow. There is no yesterday. There is no old body that side. There is no old age. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you are excited. How many are still having a ticket to go to heaven? Hallelujah. How many have a ticket to go to heaven? Hallelujah. Uh, you, you know, when, when, when you have a ticket, maybe they say, we are going down to Cape Town. And, and, they, and you know that your fare has been paid for. And they begin to speak about the sea point, table mountain. It gets you excited because you know that what others are imagining, to you it's already reality because you've got a ticket in your pocket. Hallelujah. How much more about heaven? When I say we are going to have new bodies, something in you knows that uh, my fare is already being paid. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. Folks, this world is, there's nothing in this world that can be better than heaven. Make sure that you do whatever it takes to get to heaven. Uh, are we together? It is going to, we're going to sing for eternity in heaven. We're going to worship for eternity. It's an environment that has no goodbyes. Yes, sir. 
It's an environment that has no hard feelings. Hallelujah. I'm selling you heaven as I'm speaking right now. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm looking forward to that great day. Amen. The reason we are here, folks, is to prepare for that great appointment. That when that rapture call is made, we should never miss it. Hallelujah. And do whatever it takes to make sure that when the roll is called up yonder, your name is on that roll call. Hallelujah. We will meet with the saints of all ages. Can you imagine the testimonies that will take place there? Do you imagine the songs that will be singing there? There won't be any sermon there because sermons are meant to prepare you to go to heaven. Hallelujah. All sermons would have been, would have been preached. Hallelujah. Uh, I, for one, am looking forward to that great day. Amen. Now, I had a message that I had planned to come and preach. I had prepared the message and I was ready with the message. And I went to bed thinking that I'm ready with the message that I was going to preach this morning. But it looked like what I had as a message is not what God planned to have. Hallelujah. And I, I had to put that message aside. And I prepared another one. And even that one, it seems like it is not what God wanted me to preach on. He as well put it aside. Uh, so you can imagine being a preacher while you guys are relaxed, looking forward to tomorrow. We hardly sleep. Amen. So I haven't slept. I only slept for an hour or so. Because uh, I kept on having this, and the Holy Ghost said, not that. And I had that, and the Holy Ghost said, not that. Until finally, God gave me a message. Amen. Because preaching, and I was thinking as I was preparing the message, I said, Brother Brenham says, what the minister preaches depends on what the audience is pulling out of him. Are we together? I don't know how many here, whenever a sermon or a word goes forth or is, uh, on a specific Sunday or Wednesday, and as the word goes forth, you say, goodness, that's what I was thinking about. That was what I was reading about. How many has it ever happened to? When it happens in that way, I always say as a minister, it feels like when you prepare the message, it seems like your theophanies are in attendance as well and say, Pastor, not that one, that one, hallelujah. Amen. And that's why whenever we come and preach something, it connects with you because it's your diet. Amen. Hallelujah. God knows our needs and he will provide for our needs. Yes. Are we together? So, preparing a message, Brother Brenham says, is not a matter of going through the spoken word and looking at this attractive quote and picking up and putting it to your notes and looking for that one and putting it to your notes. No, 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 no. That's just reading. 
Are we together? Do you know that you can prepare the message and be fine with the message and come to church and sit in the office or sometimes come even behind the pulpit and God puts that message aside? Are we together? That's why as a minister, you, you are not here to advance your ideas. You are here to become a channel through which God will speak to the people. And sometimes God allows you to go, to go through this laborious task of compiling quotations and thinking that this is the inspiration. When he comes, he wants to show you that it is not your message. It is my message because it is not your people. It is my people. And I know what they want. Are we together? And this morning I say, God must disregard my desires as a speaker. God must disregard my thoughts as a speaker. And God must speak what he wants to speak. Hallelujah. How many say, let him speak to us this morning? I... I had planned to speak on the atmosphere of prayer and I had looked through the scriptures and I had prepared and God said, not that one. That is the message he put aside. And for some reason, I was, I was restless. If you remember uh, last week we preached, we showed when the prophet came into this country, how many remember the message? Things that happened. For some reason, as I'm preparing, the Holy Spirit kept on breaking me back to last week, to certain aspects of the message from last week. Amen. And I, I, I went back and I, I read the, the book, The Prophet Visits South Africa. I went through it, the accounts of events that happened today. And I looked at what God did during that time. And as I was there, wondering of this great ministry, the impact of this ministry on this nation. And it kept on, I kept on having this restlessness. And a question kept on coming up and saying, can it happen again? Or was it just something that was once off that can never be experienced again? And I was wrestling about that until God opened up this scripture of how Elisha followed Elijah. And how they moved from place to place. If you remember on Wednesday what did we speak about? Those that were here. Uh, are we sure? Okay. I hear that as they say foreign gospel, but the voice fades away. We preached last week on the Great Commission. On Wednesday, we preached on a foreign gospel. And those that were not here, just to recap, were showing the impersonations that are taking place in our time, gifts that are rising even within 
the message community that has a margin of error. And we saw how the school of the prophets impersonated Elijah. We saw how the sons of Seva impersonated Paul. We saw how Simon the sorcerer impersonated Peter. About them is that we pick up people that have not long been in the message. People that come from Pentecostal ranks that come into the message that are still wet behind the ears. And those people, we are giving them prominency and they are coming and they say they design the people, uh, they prophesy. It's wrong, folks. The revival for the bride will not come from the Pentecostal movements. The, the revival for the bride will come right in our midst. Are you here, church? I can simply say this bride needs nothing from the Pentecostals. Can I repeat that? This bride needs nothing from the Pentecostals. Whatever the bride has, the bride has enough to take her into the rapture. Are you here, church? So that means as we are sitting here, we, we have no admiration in any way on what is happening in the denominational cycles. We've got no man that we admire and we think his gift can be needed in the bride. The bride has what is required for the hour. The bride has what is required to meet the challenge of the hour. Am I talking to somebody here? Whatever the bride needs, it's already in the bride. That's why this prophet says the weight is now in the bride. And she knows, she has, thou says the Lord, and she knows what to do with the weight. Are are we here, folks? Now, while we're at it, I want to speak on the ministry of Elisha. The ministry of Elisha. Not of Elijah, but of Elisha. Are you with me? We see... When Elijah was to be taken up, whenever you look at the, the pattern of how when the prophets come and when they leave the scene, it would seem like whenever the prophet is about to leave the scene, the devil gets excited. He seemed to be thinking that the departure of the prophet will collapse the ministry. Why was the devil determined to take Moses away until they had to fight over his body? Are we together? But God comes and he says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. But that is not the end of the ministry. That is not the end of the message. That is not the end of the journey. But you, Joshua, Arise and move forward. Are you here, church? So, and I I, I know you may be getting jittery because whenever the prophet is being taken, naturally it would seem like he leaves the vacuum. It seems like people would fight to get to that spot that was taken by the prophet. But I'm simply saying today, 
that spot would not be taken by an individual. That spot, after Elijah ministry, there's got to be Elisha ministry. And the Elijah and the Elisha ministry are not total, are, are not different. It's exactly the same continuation. Are you here, church? So that means Joshua continued where Moses left off. Elisha continued where Elijah left off. Paul continued where Jesus left off. And I'm simply saying, after the departure of this great prophet, there is still a hope that the bride will continue, and the bride will not continue after an individual, but the bride will continue under the fivefold ministry that have the Holy Ghost to take the bride into the promised land. Are are you here, church? So I'm simply saying it would appear, and I see great books are being written. And and as I was reading this book, The Prophet Visits South Africa, I got got very agitated with people that have left the message and that are beginning to cast suspicion or doubts upon the prophet messenger. And I look at Pentecostals. Do you know that Pentecostals, one by one, they are rising up to confirm that William Brenham was a genuine prophet in the end time? I mean, I had a, 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 a renowned Pentecostal minister that said, I had not known about William Brenham, but one day I had a dream. And after a dream, I dreamed about certain events that would take place in the end time. And later, when I went to search, one day I realized that there was actually another man that had spoken about the seven visions, and his name is William Brenham. And this man is in a Pentecostal church. He says these things while the wife is sitting there with Roy left. But he confirms and affirms that William Brenham was a genuine prophet. And we've got to Johnny come late that are leaving the message that are telling us that Brother Brenham was a false prophet. Goodness, who are they fooling? Historically, before I get to the, there's a man that was tasked. He's a doctor. He was doing his thesis, a doctorate here at University of Pretoria. He's originally from America. Stay with me at the summer where I'm going. This man was tasked. He wanted to do, he, he, he's a theologian, and he had a, a thesis that he had to do. And that thesis, he wanted to, to stitch pieces of information together so that he can come with autobiography of uh, uh, Bosworth, Brother Bosworth. Stay with me here. This man, he says, there's no information that one can access. This is an academic, a leading academic. There's no information that one can access to be able to piece information together to project or to come about with the life of Bosworth. But guess what? He says he had written that autobiography. Guess where he got it from? He went and took all the messages of Brother Brenham and extracted everywhere the prophet mentioned about uh, Bosworth. And he wrote this thesis and it was accepted. He passed his 
doctorate. He's got a doctorate. He's returned back to America. And I'm saying if academics can take the messages of William Branham and, and believe that they are reliable to be able to bring up one of the veterans of faith to bring up the life of Bosworth. If they can believe in the spoken word that they are reliable, how much more should you and I believe in the spoken words? And the man who was not ashamed, he's got all the quotations today. Until such time when I read his thesis, there are certain things that I did not know about Brother Bosworth. I only got to know them when I read the thesis. And the thesis brought me back to the spoken way. Brother, Brandon, uh, Brother Bosworth was playing a violin. I didn't know that. But the man was able to come and read the books and pull certain statements and use the statements of Brother Brenham to construct a life story for Bosworth. Amen. And stay with me here. We are not saying we believe this message because academics are beginning to rely on the message. No, say. Even if academics could doubt the message, we would still believe the message. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. But let me come back to our text. Elijah was about to be taken up. The school of the prophets had heard about that, that the great prophet is about to leave the scene. And whenever, when Elijah said to Elisha, and they went to Gilgal, and when they got to Gilgal, Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry here, I pray, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. They went down to Bethel. You get a journey of how they moved from Gilgal to Bethel and from Bethel to Jericho. That at every point, at every juncture, Elijah insisted on Elisha that tarry here. But Elisha refused to leave the prophet. He was so connected and wanted to follow Elijah right through the end. No matter the discouragement that came from the impersonators of the time, which were the school of prophets, Elisha was determined to follow Elijah. Which tells you that in the end time, this bride will follow Elijah. No matter what it takes, she will follow Elijah right until the end. And even though discouragement can come from the school of the prophets, we will not let go of Elijah. We will not let go of the books of Elijah. We will not let go of the message of Elijah. Now, they move from Gilgal, and Brother Bram says it typed the stages of redemption because it types sanctification, justification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you here, folks? So that means, had he followed Elijah only to Gilgal, it was not enough. And when they got to Gilgal, they found the school of the prophets, and they remained in Gilgal. And when they moved from Gilgal to Bethel, when they got to Bethel, they found the school of the prophets right there. And when they got there, he was discouraged again and said, don't you know that today your master will be taken up? 
But there was something that Elisha saw in Elijah, and he looked at that thing with a singleness, singleness of mind. That no matter what happens, I had much better keep my eye on Elijah. I will not let go of, I will not have never, never let Elijah to be off my side. Are you here, church? And when they moved from Gilgal to Bethel, and they moved from Bethel to Jericho, and when they got to Jericho, they were still, he was still following. And when they moved from Jericho, they went down to Jordan. And when they got to Jordan, Elijah took the metal and he heated the waters. They parted hither and thither. And they walked on the dry land. This was the th- second time that Jordan had parted. It parted during the time of Joshua. Now it was parting for the second time. And Elijah and Elisha moved over on the other side of Jordan. The ministry will only come to its perfection on the other side of Jordan. When you are on this side of Jordan, you can never expect to have a reward of a prophet. A reward of a prophet is given to the people that have gone over Jordan. What does Jordan mean? It means death. It means every individual that is here has got to die to their own ideas. It means every individual that is here have got to die their own thinking. It means that every individual that is here has got to die unto their own habits. And folks, until such time you die, God will never use you. Until such time you die, you can never be utilized by the kingdom of God. It was only after Jordan, and look, after they crossed Jordan, 50 of the school of the prophets, they came there and they stood and looked afar off to see what was happening there. They thought that they'd seen Elijah the Tishbite. And this was not an ordinary prophet, folks. This was a prophet that could speak to heaven and say it must not rain, and it never rained. This was a prophet that could come again and say, let there be rain, and rain came down. This was the prophet that natural elements were subjected to his voice. And the school of the prophets knew that Elijah was a vindicated prophet. There is a prophet that came in the end time. Even his voice, the natural elements were subject to his voice. He said, let it be sunny. And it was sunny. I hear folks. But after they thought that whatever God was doing through Elijah was only limited to Elijah. And once Elijah is taken off the scene, that was the end of it. They stood afar off and looked. And when they got on the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, ask whatever you want. That question could have never come on this other side of Jordan. That question could only go on the other side of Jordan and say, ask whatever you want. But Elijah, because he had looked at Elijah, and had looked at the anointing of Elijah and what that anointing could do, he said, I need the double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, thou have asked such a hard thing, but watch me when I am taken away. When I leave the scene, 
This anointing will not leave the sin with me. This anointing will not depart from me with me. But that anointing shall come back to you, Elisha. And it will not just be an anointing, it will be a double portion. Are you here, church? Now, Elisha had to focus on Elijah. And a chariot, oh goodness, heaven has got chariots, folks. Heaven has got chariots, folks. A chariot came out of heaven and picked up the, the great prophet. And he was lifted off and he was taken off the sea and the metal fell down. After the metal had fell down, Elisha went to take the metal. But stay with me here. What was, not, what was needed, it was not the coat of Elijah. What was needed, it was the God of Elijah. Are you here, folks? And Brother Branham says, that metal of Elijah, God never altered the garment to feed Elisha. He made sure that Elisha grew in stature to feed the metal. And I'm saying, what is the metal? The metal is the message of the hour. God will never alter the message to suit us. But God will alter us to suit the message. I had much better say that again so that it can sink in. At no point in time will we trick the message to accommodate people that are coming in. And you that came yesterday, the standard is exactly the same. Are you here, church? You that came again yesterday, the standard must be applicable. The same standard. That was applied 50 years ago. It still applies even in 2017. And uh, 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 we are at a stage, folks, where the scriptures say, let him who's filthy be filthy. Let him be who's holy be holy. We are getting into a zone where it is, take it or leave it. Are you here, folks? Take it or leave it. If you cannot change to suit the message, Leave the message. Never attempt to change the message. We will never change the message of William Brenham. Every individual must die to themselves because this message is received in its fullness beyond Jordan. Am I talking to somebody here? If you still have your ideas, you still have your desire, you still have your aspirations and ambitions that are worldly, it can never be accepted. And let me tell you something. If our churches, somebody said, you guys are hard. Your churches are going to be empty. Oh, goodness. During the time of Ezra, Brother Branham says Ezra came with a hard message. But the predestinated seed rallied around that message. We are not going to make the message easier. We're going li- to really raise the bar. But we believe that the people that are predestinated for the message they will respond to the call of God and nothing will stop them from coming into the message. Am I talking to somebody here? Now the metal fell and Elisha had to feed the metal. But he went down to Jordan. The prophet was gone. The Jordan was raging before him. 
The critics stood afar. And they read the life story of Elijah. Hallelujah. They made, they were watching to see what would happen, what would become of Elisha. And Elisha, when he got to Jordan, which was raging, and he got to Jordan, he looked at Jordan and knew that the prophet was taken of the scene and knew that he was under the surveillance of critics that were watching and say, he's gone. He's gone. You are alone. Let us see. But when he got there, Elijah, Elisha cried and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the God that was with Elijah the Tishbite? I've got his medal, but what is needed now, it is his God. And I'm saying, folks, the bride had much better ask, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the God that made the Kansas to fall off? Where is the God that healed Florence Nightingale? Where is the God that spoke the squirrels into existence? Where is the God that gave the life of the sheep, sheep fish back to the fish? Where is the God that gave the children of Sister Haiti her children back to her? Where is that God? And folks, why are we asking? This is not just a rhetoric question. It is something that you, you must respond. Because the critics are looking. Elijah knew that the critics were looking. He said, where is the God of Elijah? And he took the metal, he hid it, and the waters parted to confirm that same God of Elijah has not departed with Elijah but he's now with Elisha. And in the end time, the God of William Branham has not departed with William Branham. That God is with the bride. And when the water separated and they walked on the dry land, he came on the other side. The school of the prophet said, the spirit that was upon Elijah is now upon Elisha. And there must come a time. No wonder Brother Branham said, I will ride this trail once more. That was a prophetic promise, but it's not meaning that Brother Branham is going to rise from the dead. Brother Branham's message, ministry, he as a person, God has used and has taken home. But he said, I will ride this trail once more. And I asked myself, when I looked during the time when Brother Branham was here, I read a man about a man called Reverend Nicholas Bengu. How the revival, when the prophet was in this country, it rubbed off. Even with the denominations, they benefited from that revival. When Brother Branham was down in Port Elizabeth, where 15,000 people were there, Bengu, who was based in Port Elizabeth, a Pentecostal was preaching and his ministry was so effective that truck loads were loaded with stolen goods. Men repenting and said, I stole this watch. 
Let me bring it back. I stole this. Let me bring it back. The police had to come and retrieve stolen goods from the people because of the revival that was on the land because of the prophet messenger. I'm told that even in Eastern Cape, when Brother Brennan was here, the crime rate dropped. Go and read it. The crime rate dropped. And I'm saying, can we see this once again? And I say, Brother Branham says, when I go back to Africa for the second time, there will be greater miracles than when I went for the first time. And I say, Brother Branham never returned back. But that vision shall never fade. Because it was not William Branham that spoke it. It was the same one that called William Branham. When I returned back, who was this Melchizedek that was speaking? Uh, yeah, church. Brother Bram said, when I return back, there will be greater miracles than when I came for the first time. When he came for the first time, he disrupted the church life. How much more when he comes for the second time? I'm saying when he came for the first time, he looked at the people that had tuberculosis. And he prayed for their healing and they got healed. He looked at the cripple, he prayed for them, they were healed. But in his second coming, stay with me here. Not Brother Brenham, but the one that was in Brother Brenham. David says, they have pierced my hands. But David's hands were never pierced. It was him speaking through David. When I returned for the second time, It was God through Brother Brenham. And when he came, healing took place. But I want to say that same God has returned again. And what is happening now? I see not the healing of the bodies, but I see drug addicts. I see drunkards and prostitutes. Knowing that God has predestinated us. And we are forgiven, and not only forgiven, but we are justified as if we have never done it in the first place, which is a greater miracle. Are you here, church? We, we are now experiencing a deeper healing. That's why, folks, if a man comes and makes a man to walk out of a wheelchair, Lazarus was dead. Lazarus rose, but Lazarus is dead again. Are you here, church? But once you experience that supernatural resurrection of your soul, you will never, ever die again. And in the end time, the message is moving on the continent. And people, the natives, are experiencing the resurrection of their souls. Oh, when he was here... Brother Bram said they came from different tribes. Women were there. I don't know in English what you call Mabesha, that traditional attire. They're exposed to their breast and just covered a little bit. But it says when the Holy Spirit moved upon that crowd, those natives, without anybody speaking about clothes, they covered themselves. And I'm saying that same Holy Spirit that moved with a prophet in this land. 
That same Holy Spirit can move a cane. But what it needs, it needs the bride to return back to her position. Are you here, church? Here's something. Paul says, Previous time shall come. Have they come? I'm asking church. Previous time shall come. Have they come? Men shall be lovers of themselves. Do they love themselves? Boosters. Are men boosting? Are men proud? Are men blaspheming? Are men despisers of good things? Are men traitors? Are men high-minded? Are men loving pleasure? Do they have the form of godliness? You are telling me that this scripture has been fulfilled in our time because we see it being fulfilled. If this scripture can be fulfilled, there is another scripture that must be fulfilled. There will be a church that will be there and that will be without spot or wrangle. Oh my goodness, whenever you see a booster confirming the way or fulfilling the way, there must be a bride member somewhere who confirms that the Bible is alive. What makes me trouble is that we are looking so much at what is happening scripturally as far as the world is concerned, but we are failing to see what is happening scripturally as far as the church is concerned. There is a church that is rising, which is a thunderbolt of God, and it will go forth and paralyze the table. And this morning I say, I'm part of that church. Am I talking to somebody here, folks? Are we back in the days of Sodom? If we are back in the days of Sodom, there must be an Abrahamic material somewhere. If we are back during the time of Sodom, there must be a Sarah that remains with a prophet. It's not gloomy and gloomy. It's not gloom and doom, folks. There is, a, there is an assurance. Are you here with me? Brother Branham says, in this message, if I can read it for you, He says in the third scene, now that's the reason today, the revival that we are supposed to have. We have had denominational revivals. We haven't had a real stirring. No, 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 say. Don't think we've got revivals. We haven't. They've got millions and millions and millions of church members. But not a revival, no way. The bride hasn't had a revival yet. When you look at that, it tells you that word insinuates that there is a revival that is pending. The bride hasn't had a revival yet. There is a revival on the horizon. It will not be a denominational Revival, it will not be a national revival, but it will be a bride revival. Brother Abraham said the bride has slumbered. But those seven thunders 
shall wake her from her slumber. And I see there is a great awakening that is taking the place. Why is God allowing the false prophets to come? Why is God allowing error, erroneous teaching to come? He wants men and women. Oh, when the enemy comes like a flood. When the enemy comes like a flood. There can never be a standard before the enemy comes like a flood. And I say, let them come. But God will raise the standard to meet the enemy. Are you happy, folks? Let the old false doctrine come. Let the old false prophets come. Let anything from hell come. But there is a standard that shall be raised. Are you part of that standard? Or are you church member? You need to wake up from your slumber. This is the hour where we are coming into the combat zone with a David. This is a showdown. Elisha knew when he came down to Jordan that it was a time to say what I believe still works even though the man is not here. And the church is coming into that zone where the devil is challenging you. Your prophet is gone. You bunch of Branhamites. Your prophet has been taken off the scene. You bunch of Branhamites. But you need to say, we are not the Brahmanites. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. And the prophet has been taken off. But the husband himself came down in 1963 to continue what the prophet started. So therefore, we are in safe hands. Am I talking to somebody here? This message, folks, shall never be defeated. The Bible says the word of God shall go forth and it shall accomplish what it was sent for. It shall be prosperous to the thing in which it was sent to and it will never return to him void. The message is the word of God. It will go anywhere and it will defeat the enemy anywhere. Young girl at school, the word of God will defeat the enemy at university. You working man, the word of God will defeat the enemy in a work environment. The word of God will defeat the enemy anywhere, anytime, under any condition. And where is the word? Where is the word? It's not in heaven. The word is in the bride. And if the bride is in the bride, then I can say the bride will defeat the enemy anywhere, anytime, under any condition. Why? The word is in the bride. He says, the bride hasn't had a revival yet. There's been no revival, no manifestation of God to stir the bride yet. We are looking for it. It will take those seven unknown thunders back there to wake her up again. He will send it. 
He promised that the bride had slumbered. In one message, Brother Prenham says, the demons at River Euphrates had been tied up there for 2,000 years. They have been set free. There are 200 million demons that are prowling upon the face of the earth. Are you not wondering that today it is harder for a Christian to be victorious because hell has been emptied out upon the face of the earth until the prophet, when he was coming down the escalator, he saw the same woman that he saw in hell. And they had done their eyelashes like a cat. And they were making a funny noise. And Brother Branham, as he was coming down with me, he said, wait a minute, I'm getting sick. Same thing that I saw 40 years as a seven-year-old boy in hell is right upon the face of the earth. Hell is upon the face of the earth. But that is another side of the coin. I want to say the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, with a voice, with a trumpet to meet the enemy. Oh, this is a showdown, folks. And the people that are on the side of Michael shall never be defeated. I'm glad to be living in this time. It's a dangerous time for an unbeliever, but it's a glorious time for a believer. It's a dangerous time for the world, but it's a glorious time for the bride. Are you here, folks? Am I talking about you? Are you the bride? Are you the church of God? Then you are the right people for the hour. You are indefendable. You are invincible. Can I put it further? You are infallible. Can I put it further? You can never die. Why am I saying that? That same word where Christ said, heavens and earth shall pass away. But my word, my word, my word shall never pass away. And where is the word today? The word is in the bride. The bride shall never pass away. Are you with me here? The ministry of William Brenham. Elisha. After Elijah had taken place, gone. Elijah performed 16 miracles. Elisha performed 32 miracles. There were greater miracles after the departure of Elijah. And I'm saying, oh, the devil is in trouble. He used to look at one man, a Kentuckian man. He used to fight him. But today, when he looks around, how many are like Elijah that are in South Africa? How many are like Elijah that are in Zimbabwe? How many are like Elijah that are in Congo? There's been a spiritual multiplication and the devil looks at this anointing and it is now in the body. Bright members are anointed wherever they go. Like Elijah when he said, I take every spirit under my control for your glory. 
every bright member has got the authority to go in any environment and say, I take every spirit under my control for the glory of God. Do you realize how powerful we are? That anointing of Elijah, death can never remove it. Actually, miracles that Elisha performed were 31. The last miracle that he performed, he was in the grave. And they came running with a dead man. And the enemy was after them. And they dropped the man on the grave of Elisha. And the man, when he dropped, he as well started running. There is an anointing that death can never break. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh, you want to tell me that the bones of Elisha had so much anointed, anointing they could bring a resurrection upon the dead bones of a dead man. And I say in the end time, can these bones live again? Oh, devil, you are in trouble because these bones that are dry, these bones that are disjointed, when the anointing of Elijah comes upon these bones, they will rise like a great mighty army. How many feel like we are talking about them? Brother Branham says, in the message, and knoweth it not, he says, I'm only building. The hour is close at hand. When you're going to see something happen, when something is going to take place, all this background here has only been laying a foundation for a short, quick message that will shake the whole nations. There will be a quick, short message that will shake the nations. They asked Brother Brenham, will the bride have a ministry? Brother Brenham says, yes, the bride will have a ministry. It will be a humble ministry, which is the fivefold ministry. It is the ministry of the bride. And Brother Brenham says the fivefold ministry, they are God's way. They are God's attire. In the end time, he came veiled in a veil of one man. After the man was taken, there are veils that are called the fivefold ministry. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles. They are veiling God. And from time to time, God drops these veils so that he can unveil himself before the bride. And I'm saying, those that have left the message and have criticized this prophet, they don't know what is coming their way. Yeah. 
there's about to be a quick, short message that will shake whole nations. Brother Branham says the critic's mouth shall be shut. He says before you take a picture into the gallery, it has to go through a chain of critics. And I'm saying the church has gone through a chain of critics. They have criticized us. They have called us all fashion. They have called us all balls. But I'm telling you, God is about to vindicate the bright. There's about to be an an anointing that will sweep upon the face of the earth. And I'm saying, my sister, wherever you are, whatever Brother Brennan was able to do when he was here, God has deposited that anointing upon you. You remember I spoke about a woman that wanted to pray for a young, for a baby. But she kept on delaying and saying, but God, the God's prophet will pray for her. Until the Holy Spirit moved her to pray for the baby. And when the mother brought the baby on the podium, Brother Brennan said, Mrs., you are not here for yourself. Your baby was sick. But there is a woman in the balcony who has prayed for your baby. And your baby is healed. What was God showing? After I have taken this man. This man was the first fruit that came to maturity. But it is a vindication. That there are other fruits that are still in the field. And I say whatever brother Branham has gone through. The bride will go exactly through that. Whatever God achieved through the prophet messenger. God will achieve exactly the same. Through the bride. The bride will never be a defeated army. Are you with me, folks? Brother Brenham says, in the message, the invisible union of the bride. Now, please, let me say again to the local assembly. You remember we are the local assembly? Connected to Brenham Tabernacle. Amen. This church is just an extension of Brenham Tabernacle. Yes. Do you believe that? Whatever I've applied at Brenham Tabernacle applies here. Whenever he mentions Brenham Tabernacle, he mentions us. We are represented today. He says, I'm speaking to all out across the country. And maybe to give a background of the invisible union of the bride, which was preached in 1965, on the 25th of November, one of the last few messages that Brother Brennan preached before he was taken off the scene. Brother Peregrine had arranged telephone hookups, which was very expensive during that time. And Brother Brennan, when he preached this message, there were different message groups, message churches that had gathered around America. If you go and read this message, it says, I'm greeting Brennan Tabernacle. I'm greeting the believers in Chickson. I'm greeting the believers in Phoenix. He says, all the groups that are following this message are listening to me. This is a thanksgiving message. Hallelujah. Why was it a thanksgiving message? Because he saw the bride and says, she is Mrs. Jesus Christ. 
Brother Brennan, when he left the scene, he did not leave a defeated church. He left a church that was, that was coming into an invisible union. And that church will be there, folks. I had some men that was getting excited. He says, yeah. You see, because they call us the Brahmanites. He says the Brahmanites are confused. And they are fighting amongst themselves. I say the man lacks revelation. The church is not the bride. The bride is in the church and God is calling the bride out of a church. They are looking at the church members fighting. The bride members are not fighting. Yes, the church members will fight and hate one another and talk bad about one another and degrade one another. But the bride members are lifting up one another. The bride members are praying for one another. The bride members are marching forward. And this morning, are you a church member or a bride member? But the tragedy, they are in the same church. The tragedy, they have the same spoken word. One at a church realm, another one at the bride realm. The bride will never persecute the bride. If you can find another man persecuting another man in this message, you must know he is not part of the bride member. There's actually upon bride members, there is a burden. You, you know, a church member, if one, get, one child backslides, they go and gossip about that child and say, we knew it. But the bride members will be on their knees. Hallelujah. Somebody was saying there is a difference between praying for a person and praying about a person. Because people can gossip in prayer. Yes. Oh God, we pray for brother so and so. You know he did such and such thing. A selfish Pharisee prayer. But a bride member will say, oh God, I remember I was like my brother. I, I, I was running short of the glory of God. And you became gracious to me. I used to do what he used to do until you came my way. As you came my way, may you visit my brother. That is praying for a person. And the bride will pray for one another. And anytime you find a church member with church members making themselves better, talking bad about others so that they can... Pro- you know, when you are a bride member, you know if I talk bad about my brother, it reflects bad on me. But a church member doesn't care. He can talk anywhere and even go with unbelievers and talk about believers, but not the bride member. And I'm beginning to, say, to hear undertones in the message where people are beginning to say, the message, but yet they are in the message. The message, people, who are you? The message, people, who are you? Don't you, didn't you hear that? It's beginning to come. It's under tones. Church members, because it's not time to come a flash anymore. Others are beginning to say, Brother Brennan was old-fashioned. Certain things are not applicable now. It was for the 50s. Times have moved. It is a modern age. But not the bride. 
The bride says it's like Samson. When he was captured and his eyes were plucked out. And they had made a circus and brought him there to perform a music for them and their wives. But while everybody was noisy, Samson made an introspection. And said, God, I remember where you took me from. I remember what you brought me into existence for. And as he was there with empty sockets, tears began to stream down his cheeks. And in his heart, he said, oh Lord, just once more. I don't need many services. I just need one more service. I just need one more scripture that I can bring the enemy down. But nobody noticed what was happening. They saw a powerless man. They saw a powerless church. But the church made an introspection. I'm a prophetic material. And he began to say, oh Lord, once more. And all of a sudden, little did they know that while he was in the prison, the hairs were growing little by little. But the growth was so negligible that they could not see it. But when he held the pillars and said, oh Lord, just once more, he still had the muscles, but the anointing had left him. But he said, oh Lord, just once more, just one more anointing. And God anointed him. He brought the pillars down. In his death, he killed more men than when he was alive. The church of God is rising in this age. They've made mockery about us. They've said a lot of things, but they did not know little by little the Nazarite vow is returning back. The hair is growing. How many notes were on Samson's head? Oh, seven seals growing little by little. Revelation returning back to the church. Just once more. And God will move. You know what will happen? The sick will walk into the church without no prayer life. Without no prayer. Somebody will jump and say, goodness, I don't need these crutches anymore. Somebody will say, my breast cancer has just fallen off. My breasts are fine. Somebody will say, my migraine just stopped. No prayers now. Just an an atmosphere of the restored weight. A sinner will come in with sins, and he will say, Pastor, I want to make something right. No sermon, no hard sermon that went forth. That's the atmosphere. Making the seed get healed without being prayed for. Making the sinners repent without being preached for. Brother Branham say it will return again. And I'm saying we are right in the vicinity of it as we speak right now. But guess what? The Holy Ghost will come into the church and will sift the hypocrites out. Amen. 
Am I talking to somebody here? We may be mixed multitude, but there's coming a time where the Holy Ghost will cause a separation so that this genuine seed can remain there alone for a final showdown. And when you are here, make sure that your calling is certain. Because there is a shaking that is coming. There is sifting that is coming. But God's army will rise before I close. Brother Brenham says, but watch when the spiritual bride, when she begins to have a revival, when she begins to come back and line herself with the word of God, watch then again. You see how that the scripture said, that time there will be a message sweep out to catch the bride and catch that woman. But the bride has to line up with the weight. And when the bride lines up with the weight, there will be a sweeping, a quick short message that will shake the whole earth. And the people and the critics will say, the spirit that was upon William Brenham is now upon the bride. And you know what happened? The devil will be proven that he's a liar. Everything that is ours will be restored back to us. But what does it say? Line up with the weight. I will ride this trail once more. I will ride this trail once more. And we can begin to see world events are beginning to point at one direction. White House, they've just elected an eccentric man as a president. That man is not a normal. How do you trust such a man with, uh, with nuclear codes? You look at Russia. What are they saying? We can reduce America to ashes. What is Syria saying? It's provoking America. And Russia is backing Iran. What is North Korea doing? From time to time, they wake up and say, we are testing our missiles. missiles. What is happening? It tells you that we are right on the verge of Third World War. What is going to happen? This is a showdown, folks. But you are part of an army that has never suffered any defeat. Just stay with the weight. Stay with what the message said. And don't add anything. Don't be creative. Preachers are creative. A brother, a sister called me and said, Brother, she's not worshiping here. She said, yeah, you see, Pastor, I've got a question. I said, question? says, because Malachi 4, 4 means that he was born in April. 
and six means it was his birth date. And 65 means he died in 1965. I say, where did you take that from? And she, she was shocked. I said, I have never come across that. She says, no, I heard such and such person say that. I say, goodness, they are very creative. I don't have such creativity. I said, but then, Pastor, what, what makes you believe that Brother Brenham was Malachi for? I say, I don't need a bunch of numbers. My heart that was hardened, my heart that was bound in denominationalism, when it heard the message of William Brenham, it turned back to the faith of the fathers, and to me, it was enough. But message people are coming with very creative revelations. Some revelations are good to hear. They are very good to the ear, but they don't edify. We just get intellectually stimulated, and we say it's fine. Then we move on. Amen. As we stand to our feet. How many love this prophet? But can we, if we did not have a prophet, what are we going to preach? How are we going to hear stories? But we can preach every Monday, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Sunday, and never run out of material because we have tapped into a fountain that will never run dry. Goodness, take a leaf from the message for six months and be in denominations and hear what they hear. You will definitely miss us within two Sundays. But it's not because we are clever. There was Elijah on the land. And that anointing has come upon Elisha. Where is the God of Elijah? He's here. He is here. I'm redeemed.
Dear precious Heavenly Father God, Father God, yet again, O oh God, we can deem this a privilege and an honor, O oh Lord, to be able to sit in your presence, O oh God. Father God, as Father God, the crowd gathered around Jesus, O oh God. Father God, and he broke off the bread and the fish and he fed. Yes. Father God, and yet, Father Lord, it did not run out, O oh Lord. Father God, we are in the same position this morning, O oh God. Father, where we receive from your word, O oh God. Father God, when you break from that bread, O oh God. Father God, we shall not hunger, O oh Lord. Father God, we are fed this morning, O oh God. Father God, you took us, O oh God. Father God, to, to 1963, O oh God. Father God, you took us back, O oh God, where, where, where you met Abraham, O oh God. Father God, and when we look in our lives, O oh God. You are the same this morning, O oh Lord. Father God, and you will not fail us this morning, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we say thank you, O oh God, that you could, Father God, just come, O oh God, and just speak to us, O oh God. My God, I pray this morning, O oh Lord, Father God, that when we go to, into the, the week ahead, O oh Lord, Father God, may we remember, O oh God, Father God, that portion that we received, O oh God. Father God, that that portion, O oh God, will not get finished, O oh God, that there is more to this bread of life that you gave unto us, O oh God. Father, we pray this morning, O oh Lord, Father God, that, my God, that when we go, O oh Lord, Father, may we remember, O oh God, Father God, that you will not leave us, O oh God. Father God, that we are just, Father God, at the edge, O oh God, we are just about to go into the promised land, O oh God. Heavenly Father, when we feel tired, O oh God, when we feel, O oh God, there's, there's no hope for us, O oh God, Father God, we should remember one thing this morning, O Lord. Father God, that you will lead us to the cliff, O God. And Father God, you'd either teach us to fly, O Lord. O Lord, that you would either, O God, take us even higher, Lord. This morning we pray, O God. Father, may you restore the virtue that left, that left our past, O God. Father God, you used him, O God, this morning, O God. Just bless him, O God. Father God, each and every individual, O God. Father God, may you go on to us, O God. May you bless us, O God, this week, O God. Father God, and may we walk, O God. Father God, knowing, O God, Father, that we are privileged to be in this message, O God. Yes. That we are, Father God, privileged to hear this prophet, O God, that you send our way, O God. Father God, and that, O Lord, you would not have sent him, O God, if you did not know that, that we are, O Lord, destined to be, O God. Father, we say thank you this morning, O God. We love you, O God, and yes. we adore you, O God. We give you the glory and the praise, O God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Masuma will treat us to a good bluegrass gospel music before we go. Amen. That in the street by and by across the bridge. Amen. How many love blue bluegrass gospel? Amen.
good, especially when you clap your hands. Uh, is there anyone that still can clap hands? Just, just go after me. Okay, okay. Come in. We just want to clap so that we hear that people have got rhythm. Yes, come. Just, just hold on, We just want to hear the hands being clapped first. Amen. Did we, did we get that? Amen. I, I'm not sure whether the piano will be in heaven, but no hand tapping will be in heaven. Amen. Brother Bruce says there must be, if there is a chariot, there must be a great piano there. Amen. Come with it.
of you, if any of these songs have took you down the memory lane, uh, how many as we're singing, some of you remembered the sins that have gone forth? Amen. You know, when Brother Theo Erasmus would hear one, I'm glad I'm one of them. He would be dancing on the floor, hiking Pastor Makula in those days. We've got very good memories about this thing. Amen. Across the bridge, I know I've attended funeral of the saints. We sang this song and, and their, their, their faces come to mind. In the sweet by and by we shall meet them. In the sweet by and by we shall meet them. Hey folks, have you got people that you want to meet on the other side? They are there waiting for us. Amen. Uh, I, think, I think we are done. You can give us the last one. You see, good, good music helps even with blood circulation. Good music has got good impact on, on cells. Hallelujah. A demonic, a demonic music can bring a disease. Amen. But this is good old-fashioned music. Amen. You young ones, as, as you discover new ones, don't leave old ones. These old ones have got such uh, good memories for some of us. We can even shed a tear when we hear them being sung. Amen. Just one more song. Have a blessed week, victorious week, prayerful week, till we see you. Amen. Don't forget our precious brother George Martin is here next Sunday. We are looking forward to hearing of him, from him, what God will use him for. Amen. Amen. Uh, not to uh, blow a man's horn, but there's no man that I know of that can be able to present a Jewish culture and be able to give a historical account of Israeli events like Brother George Martin. You, you, you see, in this church, the beauty, this church will never be malnourished because we've got no camel. Any minister is welcome. We can pull any minister from anywhere and enjoy the gift. Hallelujah. Without creating an easy or a camp around the gift. Isn't it beautiful? Amen. As long as they line up with the weight, they will visit us. Amen. God bless you.